Hey mamas. Okay, I just sent my kids to the park so I could have a little quiet time and record this episode for you. But I was looking on uh, at some of the pictures from my past and listening to some of the mamas that are in my groups. And (laughs) one of the biggest struggles as a mom is dealing with all the toys and all of the clothes. And just looking at my kids, okay, just my kids, for example. So I know this firsthand, even before I became a professional organizer, even before I started doing this, um, like really hardcore and being really serious and intentional about it. Literally every single time I decluttered the toys, my kids were happier about cleaning up. The less toys that we had to clean up, the easier it was to get it cleaned up when they were finished playing so they could move on to the next activity. The more toys that they had, the more tantrums we had, the more bad attitudes, the more, you know, just that, oh, I can't, it's too hard (laughs) to clean up the toys attitude that I got from my kids. And when I simplified it and just really took it down to just the most important items, right? Their favorite pieces, their favorite stuffed animals, their favorite books, and got rid of all of the extra stuff, they were so much happier. They are so much happier. I just decluttered the garage um, two weeks ago, and it's not even been a full two weeks, and they are so happy playing in there. It's easy to clean it up. It's easy to maintain it. Their bedrooms are staying cleaner because the toys are not in there also. They have a place to put all their things. It's not stressful to clean it up. It only takes a couple of minutes. So that's something that I want you to really consider, especially when I had toddlers. When I had three toddlers at home plus the two older children, it was very easy for things to start feeling overwhelming. Like I couldn't get everything done in the day. And those feelings stuck with me until I decluttered. Because I think that we don't realize how often we bring new items into the home and how often we save stuff and pull stuff out from an older sibling that the younger children may or may not even care for. So, when just me as a mom, knowing these things, anytime that I would do a big declutter and just take it down to instead of six or nine baskets of toys, because that's what fit on the shelf. If I took it down to just three baskets of toys and then there maybe four big toys or bigger toys that didn't fit in the baskets, there were no tantrums cleaning up. When I had three bookcases and a lined up wall of toys and it felt like every square inch of that room's wall space had toys or a shelving that was covered in toys, it was very easy for me to feel overwhelmed when I needed to clean up and move on to the next activity, whether that be nap time, meal time, going to pick up the older children from school, whatever it was. I felt so stressed out at the thought. So I just 
took a garbage bag and threw everything in there that I didn't care for. Everything. I bagged it all up and I took it up to the attic. We had this beautiful, huge walk-in attic and I just took the garbage bags up there and set them up there. If someone did request a specific toy, I could easily go and look in there and find a specific toy without bringing a whole bunch of mess downstairs. And honestly, that only happened three, t- three toys they wanted. That was it. The rest of it, they didn't miss. They didn't care for. Obviously, they didn't care for it if they didn't ask for it, right? So they were fine without it. And here I see so many of my clients with so many toys, games, and things for their children and things constantly coming into the home almost daily from school or activities or whatever. It feels like every week there's enough to fill another basket of stuff. And it just weighs us down so much because every single item that we are responsible for requires decision-making. It requires maintenance, whether that just be putting it away, dusting it, keeping it clean, um, making sure there's room for it, keeping it out of the way. Um, Whatever it is, every single item that we own requires some sort of maintenance and mental space. And when we let go of those things and have less stuff, our kids play so much more creatively. They have so much more fun playing together. They are more likely to share happily when there's less stuff. They are more likely to get out the coloring and the craft stuff and read books and play games together and make a, you know, put a pillow over a chair and hide under it or like the coffee table or make a little blanket for it in the living room. My kids did that so much more in the weeks following a big declutter. (laughs) And then birthdays and Christmas would roll around and we would be overwhelmed again. So I don't buy a lot of toys for my kids during their birthday season because we all have birthdays at around the same time. And so I do (laughs) more of that comes from extended family or family members and friends, Christmas time and that sort of season. So by spring, I'm ready to get rid of a ton of stuff because birthdays are all packed in June (laughs) for our family. So we have a bunch of toys and new things coming into the home in June. And so that end of April, May season, I am like, ready to do a toy purge. And I do this regularly and I've done it for years. So I do this big declutter in April or May. And it's like that spring cleaning season where it just, we're ready to make room for the new fresh stuff and the outdoor play and all of that. But my kids get so much more creative when there's less stuff. They have more fun playing together. They go outside and play more. They make up silly games And I promise you, especially as toddlers and little children, there's a lot less meltdown when it comes to time to clean up. A lot less. So I beg of you, if you are feeling this way, like you can never keep up with all of the things, you can never keep everything cleaned up, and that there's always a problem with your kid's attitude when it comes to cleaning up. If they just are really against it or really frustrated or really whiny when it's time to clean up and put things away, 
do it when they're not looking. Like if they are really attached to things, disappear a bunch of things in a bag and just hide it. Don't get rid of it right away and see what they miss. Hide it in your trunk, put it in your husband's car, you know, something uh, that you can do to disappear it for two weeks or so and see how it goes. Do they miss anything? Are they happier? If they do miss stuff, what are they asking for? Did you eliminate an entire category that you need to return part of the category, right? Maybe you got rid of their favorite Barbie and left the ones that they didn't love so much. And maybe you got rid of their favorite matchbox car and all the hundred other ones that you kept (laughs) aren't their favorites. So maybe you just need to do a trade. Okay, so if I give you this one back, if I find this one, will you find two more that we can, um, do you have two or five more? Like what, however large your category is, do a percentage of it, right? Um, of that amount of items that they can choose to get rid of after they find the one that they were looking for, right? Make it fun, make it a game, make it exciting for them, make them have a reward um, for stuff. But the number one thing, make it easy to clean up. If your kid just wants to throw everything into one single bucket to clean up, is that possible? How many categories can mix together before it feels overwhelming? Are there large items mixed with smaller items? Maybe you can just make the baskets to hold things in different sizes, right? Instead of having everything specifically categorized. If it's easy for your kid to clean up, that's who needs to be responsible for it anyways. Not you. You're not the one playing with them. Maybe your kid wants all of the coloring stuff and scissors and everything, glue sticks, all of that in the same bucket. Then they just dig through for what they want. And it doesn't matter if they're separated at all. Do what is easiest for your child to maintain. Because That is the person that needs to be 100% responsible for their toys and their belongings. The goal is to make, to teach them how to be responsible for their things, not to keep it all Pinterest perfect, not to keep it so organized that it makes it stressful to put things away. That's not going to help long-term. That's going to make them want to rebel and not care and feel frustrated and stressed that they can never do it right if you make it so detailed that their brains are not able to handle it. So please make it easy for your child to clean up. Ask for their input if they're old enough to communicate. Um, You know, how do they like to clean up their toys? Do they like them to be in different baskets? Do they want a different type of basket or a different color or texture? for different types of toys? Do they like baskets with a lid? Do they prefer to not have a lid on their baskets? Um, Ask your kids this. When they're old enough to communicate this and answer these questions properly, then go ahead and ask them. Get their input and make it as easy for them to clean up as possible. But when it comes to the big decluttering, sometimes we have to do that without our children around. Now, that doesn't mean to get rid of all of their favorite stuff that because you don't like it. That's not what I'm talking about because that's going to cause resentment and a lack of trust in the relationship. 
and they have to be able to trust you (laughs) or that's going to cause problems forever for you. So top priority, make it easy to clean up. Second thing, get rid of anything that's extra. Like anything that you feel is extra, get rid of it, move it out of the way and just keep it as simple as possible. Maybe every week you remove a few things or an entire bag of things until it feels manageable and they don't have a fuss about cleaning up. But if you are getting rid of things, give them a week or two to miss an item before you donate it. Uh, Because sometimes that can be really problematic for children. So just hide it for a few days and see how it goes. If they're okay playing with it, if they're okay, you know, because sometimes we do a big declutter on Monday and then we go ahead and get rid of it by Friday because they didn't ask for it. But what if that's the toy they only play with on the weekends and they needed to play with it? Or maybe that's a toy they only play with when they have their friends over and you haven't had friends over in the last week or so. So give them an opportunity to go through all of the different types of play that they do as children before you fully disappear something that you can't replace. So that's my suggestion. And don't hold on to it. Like maybe send it to a relative's house or something like that. But don't <laughs> don't stress yourself out about it too much either. And just tell them. That the thing that I did with my kids is I had them put anything in the bag, the get rid of bag or the get rid of box that they didn't want to clean up. And anything that was left on the floor when they were finished cleaning up and they had already put their things away, anything that was left on the floor, I donated. So then I could tell them, well, I guess that was something you didn't want to clean up anymore. So we got rid of it. You know, do you remember when this happened? Maybe that was one of the things that you didn't want to clean up. So it probably got donated to someone else. So maybe next time you need to really think about that before you leave stuff on the floor. So that that's the conversations that I've had with my children and maybe they'll bring it up two or three times, but I leave it in there. It is their responsibility to keep their things put away, not my responsibility. And I've started that from a very young age. So if you have been the one cleaning up all of your kids' toys forever, then you're going to have to teach them this, even if they're older and give them some clear boundaries, like give them a full week. If they're older kids, give them a full week to clean up their things, right? Give them a full weekend and say, Hey, I just want to let you know that your room is going to need to be cleaned up by Saturday afternoon at five o'clock. And anything that you didn't clean up Saturday at five o'clock, I'm going to be coming in with a garbage bag to donate anything or throw out anything that you chose to not put away. So anything that you leave on your floor or leave out of place, um, just know that that is my plan. I am going to be removing those items. So you have until Saturday at five o'clock, um, that that's going to be happening. Okay. So just a heads up and then remind them throughout the week. Hey, I just wanted to remind you, I didn't know if you had checked on, if you had gotten to your room yet, but I did want to remind you that I am sticking to that plan that Saturday at five o'clock, I'm going to be coming in there and I'm going to do a real clean out and get rid of anything that's left on the floor. So if it's important to you, just make sure you have that put away. Okay. Love you. That's, 
that is literally the conversations that I've had with my children and sometimes with my clients' children when they're just refusing to do things. Um, I give them a deadline and I give them, hey, I am coming back over here. And their mom's like, yeah, Jennifer's coming over on Friday at, you know, Friday afternoon. So anything that you didn't want to put away, you know, make sure you put away anything and you keep it off the floor because anything that's left out, it's obviously not important to you. So she is going to be taking stuff and donating things Friday, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. If you need to have a friend come and donate stuff or whatever you need to do to um, help the situation, but be clear about it, give them warnings, remind them again. So I would say three reminders is enough. If this is a new thing, remind them Saturday morning, Hey, um, you know, let them wake up on their own. If that's what you do as a family or before you go to an event, Hey, I just wanted to give you um, a reminder, make sure you set, you know, make time to get that done. If you haven't done it already. I'm not going to ask you, I'm not going to remind you again. This is the last warning, the last reminder. I don't want to be annoying. So just know that this is happening today. And if you haven't gotten to it, make sure you do that before we leave. That's all. Just keep it simple. As few words as possible to remind them. And then be done. Move on and follow through. Follow through. Do not give them the opportunity to get that stuff back the first time. Do not give them the opportunity to get it back the first time because they will not take you seriously if you do this. It is very important that you make this a truly believable thing and that they can trust you because you want to be serious. You want them to believe you every time after this. So... That is something I want you to think about and really be trustworthy. Don't tell your kids you're going to do something and then not follow through. They'll never believe you. And then it'll always be an argument. Why don't my kids do what I tell them to do? Well, because they don't trust you. They don't believe you. You've lied to them too many times. And maybe it was just not intentional lying, but still you didn't follow through. And so they don't trust you. They don't believe that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. <laughs> and you got to fix that. So I am saying this because this is absolutely what I've struggled with, with my children and the areas that I have failed my children. So if this is something you're struggling with, I'm there with you. I've done that. I've been there. I have lied to my kids accidentally by not following through with what I said I was going to do because I felt sorry for them or I felt like I felt guilty for telling them that I wanted to do something and then I felt like a mean thing to do when it came time to do it. And so I didn't do it. And then that made me a liar to my kids. So <laughs> we have to stop doing that. It is very important for your kids to trust you. For my kids to trust me when I tell them I'm going to do something. So when I tell my kids I'm going to be doing a donation bag of stuff in their room and I'm going to be throwing stuff out. Like, I'm serious. That stuff's going in the, it's going bye-bye. It's going to my car. It's gone. Um, the other day I picked up stuff off the floor and after I had told them to put stuff away and they left stuff on the floor. So I started picking it up and walking it openly through the room with them to the trash can and throwing it in the trash can. Man, it feels good to throw this away. It was annoying having it on the floor <laughs> and just 
watching their reactions as they sat there with their mouths open and like looking around at each other because that was one of the toys that everyone enjoys playing with and I threw it away. So, you know, it doesn't have to be in the trash and like filthy, rotten, dirty trash. It can be in a clean trash bag just to get the point across. So, so they do, you're not a liar. You are believable. You are trustworthy and you are following through. It doesn't have to be something that they can't get out of the garbage. So if you tell them you're going to be throwing everything away, go ahead and throw it away. Get a clean trash bag and throw it away. Like don't, don't be a liar because you said you were going to throw something away. Go ahead and do it. Follow through. And the less toys, the better they play the happier they are. Honestly, please do not feel guilty for getting rid of 80% of your kids' toys. They're not going to hate it. it, It's just going to be an adjustment for a little time, but they are going to feel so much happier playing. And honestly, if they're younger, they might not even notice. And if they're older, they probably won't notice. And just take your time making those decisions, find that right balance for your specific family, your ages and stages of life. And some kids are more sensitive to change than others. So just do the best you can. And if you are struggling, let's talk. Call me. I'm here. You can ask questions in the Facebook group, the SOS Mom Show, and you can message me or uh, call me at the SOS mom. It's hello at the SOS mom.com. And the website is the SOS mom.com. The phone number is 980-389-0399. Send a text message whenever I keep my phone on silent. So whatever time of day it is for you, it won't be annoying. I will answer it when I, when I look at my phone and get a second to think about it and check it, I will answer it usually within a couple of hours. So don't hesitate. Don't wait for those answers. And if you want to schedule a session, let's do that. We can do an an organizing session and I can walk you through specifics on how to handle it for your family and how to declutter or make storage solutions that don't look so overwhelming. Okay. You can do that at the SOSmom.com. And I leave all of this information down in the bottom of the show notes. So if you scroll down past the episode on the podcast, you will see show notes. It'll be written written information there, and I will have it so that you can just click on it, and it links you right to it. So I made it super easy for you. Don't wait. Don't, don't live stressed out and overwhelmed and feeling like you're not being the best mom for your kids because of the stuff, because less stuff means you have more time to give to your kids and more time to spend with your kids and more time to relax and enjoy your life and the things you love to do. So focus on that. And if you guys have not done it already, please leave a review for the podcast. If this podcast is helpful to you, those reviews help to reach, help to put the podcast higher up so that more people can find it. Another thing you can do that is really helpful. It is with those reviews. It also just encourages me to keep going because sometimes I'm busy as a mom and I get distracted and sad or just feeling like I don't know what to talk about. So those reviews really do keep me motivated 
and inspired to keep going. And then the other thing you can do is if you find an episode that's really helpful for someone that you know, share that episode so other people can listen to it too. That's so helpful. It means so much to me to hear from you all. It really does. And I just love working with you all so much. And I hope that this podcast is helpful for you. That is my prayer is that it is a blessing to you and that it helps you to make an impact in your home and in your family and in your life. So if that is happening, let me know so I can keep going. Um, There's so many podcasters that just give up after a year or within the first year. And so I am trying really hard to stay focused on this and to really prioritize you guys, my listeners, and you specifically that is an overwhelmed mom struggling with the toys and the daily mess and the daily needs of everyone around you and doing all the things for everyone else. You are my focus. I love you so much. I've been there and I've felt so alone in that season and it is hard and it is heavy and it is emotionally draining and I want to help you get unstuck from that. I want to help you break free from that trapped feeling of being stuck in the just the cycle of mess over and over and over again because you're not stuck. <laughs> you're better than that. There your life is so important and you are worth so much more than just cleaning diapers and taking out the trash, okay? So much more than just feeding everybody and the nighttime cuddles. You're so important to so many people. And just sometimes you don't even know the people that you make an impact with in your life and in your community because we're so shy to say it. So if you know someone in your community, if you know someone that you admire and that means a lot to you, make sure you tell them because you're not promised another day and they may never know how important they were to you if you haven't told them. So tell them, love people, be love, be the light. That is what God calls us to do is to be the light that leads and directs people to his love. So that's what I want to do with my podcast and with my everyday life. And I just pray that if there's anyone that I'm supposed to be helping, that that they would be sent to me. And that, that God would send the right people to me, whoever it is that he has for me to help. And if that's you, I'm waiting for your call. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear from you. I want to help you. I want to help you get unstuck. So reach out. It's the SOSmom.com. You can even schedule a consultation right there on the website. It's easy. You don't even have to talk to anybody. You just click on the button and it gives you dates to schedule. It's so easy. So I hope that this helps you in some way, and I hope that you will share any of the information that this podcast had for someone else in your life that you know could use a little bit of encouragement. So you guys have a great day. I hope to see you in the Facebook group. Come join us in there. Follow up on the discussion from this podcast if you want. And um, that's what the Facebook group is for. It's to help you answer your questions, follow up from anything from the show, and just to enjoy being together. So come join us at the SOS Mom Show um, in Facebook groups. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.